Well, God bless you today. Welcome to the Robin Walters Show. Um, I'm going to start right out. I don't, I'm not going to always have a title to a program. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I do have it for the podcast, but not necessarily audibly when you're listening to um, you know, radio stations or you're getting this on the uh, uh, blast list. But today is the war on common sense. And when we get through this, you will see just how completely devoid of understanding we are in this country at all levels, and so devoid that, frankly, it is a greater, what should I say, revelation as to what constitutes the reprobate mind. And... Uh, is there a solution? Of course, there's always a solution. God never leaves us without a solution. And I'm going to share that later in the program, towards the end of the program, as a result of what happened at a Bible study I went to this last week. Uh, a total of 12 men. Interesting number, right? 12. And um, what was missing? And we'll get to that later. Uh, for starters, it's interesting here to note uh, there's, there are some people, of course, Rachel Levine, I despise him. It's not a her. Uh, Pete Buttgag. I'm sorry, I'm never going to call him Pete whatever, Buddha whatever. He's Pete Buttgag. Just that simple. And I have a story here. Actually, it's just a quote from Donald Trump Jr., and how telling it is. And it would appear to me that if there is a future for the Trumps in politics in the United States is Donald Trump Jr., not senior. It's junior. Now, Donald Trump said some things this last week that I really, really liked. Personally, I wish that he had become Speaker of the House. That I would have fully supported. I'm not, I'm not there supporting him for president unless he gets a nomination. Then I'm sure I will. In fact, Ron DeSantis has done some things that are so stinking cool, I can hardly believe it. He is taken a left-wing college in Florida. What, the new college of Florida? I think they graduate 13% of all the people who matriculate. An 87% dropout. It's just a left-wing cauldron. And he said, we got two choices. Defund the place. How about that? Defund left-wing colleges. Sounds pretty doggone good to me. I haven't heard Trump say that. Or, he said, let's fire the entire board of trustees and put in people that will, and this is, this is good news, he said that will make it the Hillsdale College of the South. And I say woo-hoo to that. What a kudo to Hillsdale, the one college I've said that is actually fit to pay your tuition money for your son or daughter, grandson, granddaughter, whoever, to. 
There may be others. There are others, but that one stands out. It has for some time. He also is proposing legislation that would prohibit Chinese-based entities from owning any land in Florida. Trump would never do that. Never. Because he, you know... He, he wants to get along. He, he never thought of stopping the acquisition of their takeover of our land, largely our agricultural land. China owns this country. Baron DeSantis wants to dispossess them. Sort of the nationalization, if you will, at the state level. But Florida is not taking over anything. They're just preventing certain things from CRT to tranny surgeries. They've stopped that. They want to stop Chinese investments in businesses and land in Florida. Right on down the line, he's superior. But I want to say, I think Trump missed his opportunity. He should have accepted the invitation to be the nomination, frankly, to be Speaker of the House. There he would have done some good, but he doesn't want to have to deal with any other people. He just simply wants to be in charge. That's his character, that's his nature, so be it. But Donald Trump Jr. came out this week, and I've said this once before, that I thought that the future of the Trumps really lie in Donald Jr. Younger, sharper, actually. I mean, Donald Trump is smart. Donald Trump Jr. is really incredibly smart. But he focused on Pete Buttigieg, our our, uh, Secretary of Transportation. And when I pulled up this article, it shows butt gag with a fake plastic breasts on with a strap with a nipple on the left side where he's got something inside the fake plastic breast feeding his child who he's going to raise to be queer, just like he and his little queer lover. So butt gag, who was just a small town mayor, has no qualifications whatsoever except for one. Donald Trump Jr. hit on it. But as uh, was published here the other day by Bob uh, Unruh, he's overseen multiple airline industry disasters. He always talks about going green but takes a government jet for private flights to a meeting. At the supply chain crisis height, he took time off, paid time off, for his paternity life and for a so-called queer husband could look after two newborn babies who I can't believe anybody turned them over to these two queer guys. He was totally distant while ships were stacking up in the harbor of Los Angeles. He's entirely, totally, and completely morally and and experientially unfit. But Donald Trump Jr. hit on it. He said butt gag got his job for one reason and one reason only, because he's queer. Well, Donald Trump Jr. used the word gay, but I don't use that word. So maybe that he's just a whole lot less queer friendly than the Mar-a-Lago YMCA queer fest that uh, Donald Trump had a few weeks ago. Now, so... Is there a war on common sense? Yeah, it starts with people like but all these people that Trump or that Biden has appointed. There's no common sense in Pete Buttigieg. Why do they call him Mayor Pete? Because they don't even want to say his last name. Because that's all he is is a, 
a mayor who has never risen up to any other job, and now he's moved his queer lover up to Traverse City, Michigan, to try to further contaminate that that locale. But I want to shift to something that to make my points about the war on common sense. There's something I never touch on. The view. I have never watched this program in my entire life. I have no intention of listening to these barbarian bimbos from hell. But I read about it. I read what they say. And I get the quote, so I'm not taking anything out of context. So I've read several articles here from different sources that the, about how The View is desperately trying to handle Biden's classified fail blunder. I'm, you know, I know you've heard a lot about it from Tucker and Hannity, but I'm going to bring out a couple of points here that the, I don't think they have shared because he's, he's facing the same allegations that he pushed against Trump, except Trump's are all in one place. And technically, Biden's classified documents are in three. That's right. He's got this location at Penn Fed Station or wherever where they found a bunch. Got him at his house, and he also has him in the back of his Corvette in a detached garage. Technically, three locations. So the view's argument, well, this this was at a secure location, Penn Station, versus Trump. They tried to defend Biden and, and continue to bash Trump based on that. Well, of course, that went up in smoke because the back of your Corvette and a detached garage is not exactly a secure location, all right? I think we can agree to that. But what it came down to on the view is that they were trying to base, tell everybody that Biden's actions were not as bad as Trump's because Trump is a bad person and Biden is a good person. So apparently it doesn't matter if you both commit murder. If you were known to the press to be a good person, it's a different crime. Joy Behar, who I don't know that I've ever quoted except just to... Um, kind of show off her gross stupidity and immorality. Quote, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief. We know that. So it's not that big of a jump to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think Biden is a liar and a thief, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. End quote. How many times has Joe Biden lied through every orifice of his body? I don't have time to go through the 93 that I know of. Give him benefit of the doubt. No, he's in the same place as you barbarians on The View. Butcher the kids in the womb. Kill them after they come out of the womb. Mastectomies for 12-year-old girls. Genital mutilation. They're all for that. So the bad person, good person thing is their dividing line to the people on The View. Now, when I say there's a war on common sense, there really is. It's everything is okay if you are a, quote, good person. Well, isn't what you do, not how you feel politically, but what you do, the determination of whether you're a good person? How many ever women Trump slept with, Joe Biden has fondled more 12- and 14-year-old girls. 
He has a history of lying in the side campaigns, outside of campaigns, multiple counts of plagiarism, one of which cost him his election run. He is a liar stuck on steroids. So, uh, is is the new is the standard now that if you are good in the media's eyes, then everything is forgiven, and if you're bad in the media's eyes, everything you do is bad. You need to be convicted based upon your behavior. Behavior, not whether the person shares his political views. So let me ask you, so if a judge has a guy standing before him, clearly convicted of murder, but the judge is a left-wing libtard, and the the accused comes in with uh, an Obama T-shirt and or a Biden T-shirt or what have you and extols the virtues of left-wingism, is that guy now become good and the sentence become less? Is it okay because the libtard is a the judge is a libtard and so is the defendant? But when a conservative would come in and has committed those crimes or holds to conservative principles, which very very rarely happens, has anybody ever looked at the conviction and arrest rate of libtards, liberals versus conservatives? What, the country is, what, 58% Democrat and 42% Republican or something like that? What percentage of those who are arrested, what percent of those convicted, what percentage of those in prison are libtards? Overwhelmingly Democrat. I will never forget these um, arrest photos, police lineup photos, showing a gazillion guys all wearing Obama T-shirts, and they couldn't find one wearing a Romney T-shirt or a Trump T-shirt. Well, they got some now for the January 6th deal, I guess. So let's take a look at this a little bit deeper. So do your politics determine your guilt? If Joe Biden is good but he does bad and illegal things, doesn't that mean, by definition, you aren't a good person? You see, it's got to be based on the actions, not how you think, not what you believe, not your political predispositions. Because anything else is a dual system of justice. And simply by virtue of being a dual system of justice means it's not justice. All dual justice systems mean that the guilt depends on something other than what the person actually did. And therefore, it is inherently unjust. Like I said, if you're the prosecutor, and you've got a party that is um, very, very definitely guilty. But you go by a different standard and prosecute. No, I don't want to do first. I don't want to do first degree murder. Uh, let's do a negligent homicide, uh, vehicular manslaughter, whatever. Some far, far lesser crime. That's a dual system of justice. <clears throat> 
even though, I mean, so a person is a big Obama fan, a big Biden fan, he loves Pelosi, Schumer, all these libtards. But he's committed a triple homicide with an axe, chopping off people's heads. What do we have now? The guy who committed no violence. Yeah, he broke, he came into the Capitol building. Been one year, one year in solitary confinement or almost. Short, just short of that. Why? Because he's on the wrong side politically of the judges. It's a dual system of justice. Isn't that what we had back in the days just shortly after after the of the Jim Crow laws in the South, a dual system of justice? Well that's what we have today when the Democrats are in charge. So continuing on I mean I'm I'm calling this a war on common sense. Because anybody with a from about twelve years old up, I think, could identify that this is inherently unfair and smacks in the face all notions of fairness and common sense. Now, the next indication that the left is ridiculously stupid and waging a war on common sense. It's a suggestion by a number of people from Joy to Sunny, what's her name, Hostin. Gosh, what a how bereft she is of any common sense. That these documents, classified documents that Joe stowed away, are the result of having been planted by Republicans. Now, at the level of the view... And the view doesn't have a very big level. It's, this is unbridled stupidity. And I want to give you a couple of reasons why. So let's ask the fundamental question. How did Republicans, first of all, even get the classified documents from Joe Biden's vice presidential days to be able to plant in the storage facility, in his house, in his garage, because we got three locations. How do they even get them? That old. Where do where do they go to get the classified documents to be able to pull off this caper? And who was it that gave it to them? But you see, the the left is just looking more and more stupid all the time when one location after another pops up. Number two. So the first disclosure, um, everyone was saying, well, uh, Joe Biden took necessary precautions. They were in a locked facility. Now, this is how, what defense do they have that, oh, they're in his house? Oh, there's more that are found in the trunk of his Corvette. How can that be, how can the defense be that it was safe and he took precautions and it's secure? After all, uh, what's his face, the guy who slaughtered the four women in uh, Idaho, he took every precaution necessary to try to make sure that he wasn't detected. 
But the bottom line is he slaughtered four people. The bottom line is Joe Biden has, has multiple cases of classified documents ending up in his personal possession. So if taking the precautions and the security justify the action, which is what the left is saying, are you saying that Joe Biden's Corvette trunk in his detached garage is more safe and secure than Mar-a-Lago? Are you saying that Joe's garage, which you could probably get into with a skeleton key because he's such an idiot, is somehow taking the precautions necessary and that lessens Joe's guilt when Mar-a-Lago is a virtual Fort Knox? You know, so if Joe Biden's actions are safe and the documents are secure, how does some rogue Republican get access to these alleged safe and secure uh, documents? The question shouldn't even be planted that maybe a Republican planted this. The question should be, who on the left is turning over these classified documents to this uh, non-existent rogue Republican? Who's more likely to have the skeleton key to Joe's garage? Republicans or Democrats? Come on. Come on, Sonny Austin. Come on, Joy. Come on, Washington Post. Come on, New York Times, you slime bags. Oh, there's one other thing to, to consider. This would be also evidence that no Republican could have planted this. No one has mentioned any indication or evidence that there was ever any break-in to his house to plant them or to plant them in his garage. Like I said, who's more likely to have the skeleton key to the garage, a Republican or a Democrat? And how would Republicans have planted anything in this Penn Station location? This is just absolutely absurd. There is no length to which Democrats won't go to try to cover their boy Joey lest they themselves, The View, and all these other Democrats look, look horrifically stupid and unquestionably, unquestionably biased beyond all debate. So, I want to throw out, and once you hear this, maybe you'll throw it out, as in discard it, a harebrained idea that I have. So just hear me out on this. So let's suppose... That uh, let's for a second, this, is, this seems unbelievable. Let's just suppose Joe Biden is not crooked and he's not stupid. When in reality, he's both. But let's give all the Democrats what they want. He's not stupid and he's not evil. He's not a crook. And how did those documents, but let's suppose we'll also give these Democrats the benefit of the doubt that the documents were actually planted. An impossibility unless. Are you ready for this? 
the planning of the documents, if there were as, or if there was any planning, is impossible unless it was done by Democrats. So how would you get Joe Biden out of office and convince him to not run again to make room for Gavin Grusom? How do you do that in a way that uh, you can't visibly force his hand? You can't kill him. You can't drug him if you're a Democrat. You know he's going to lose Big, well, he won't look. I mean, even with voter fraud running amok, he should still lose. That's how what a loser he is. So what do you do if you're the Democrat? You start planning the, the documents. You know they were in the Penn Station, whatever. But, and you know what? The media and Biden's handlers all knew of these locations prior to the midterms. That's right. Prior to the midterms, this was known. But they didn't come out until after they semi-survived the midterm election. Now there's no other election until the presidential election. Now it's time to get the hook for old Joe. Make room for Gavin Greaseball Gruesome. So let's plant these classified documents in places, and we'll build on it one after another. Clearly unsecure. And the people on The View are just carrying out their inborn stupidity by trying to defend a guy when higher-ups, the handlers, are actually planning for Joe's demise. So they appoint a special prosecutor. Gee, how about that? How could there not be a conviction of crime? How could Trump be convicted when Joe gets off on three different placements and they've been concealed or available for, what, six, seven years now? Seven, I guess. Tech, well, I don't know when he took him out of the, out of the White House or the vice presidential palace. Not sure. But he needs to go. But he needs to go in a way that it makes the left and the left-wing media ultimately look like they're doing their job. Look, we're not just after Trump. We went after Joe Biden, too. We're going to nail his butt because Biden is totally expendable. They have to get rid of the guy. They have to. He's going to, and, be, and more so, and why would they have taken the action now? Because Joe recently announced that he is seriously considering announcing a run for re-election. They've got to get rid of this libtard retard as fast as they can to make as much time and space for his replacement. They have to go to him with an indictment from the special prosecutor saying, look, you are disqualified from running for office. Now, that will be an enormous embarrassment, or it should be to the Democrats. However, they're not easily embarrassed because they lie, they cheat, they steal, 
They do things that good and righteous people would be embarrassed at, but they're proud of it. So they don't care. The end justifies the means to the Democrats. Those are the handlers. Everybody underneath them is that's still trying to support the guy are simply stupid. The war on common sense occurs at the lower level and in a few higher ups because they haven't gotten the memo yet. And probably the New York Slimes and the L.A. Slimes and these other newspapers aren't going to build on it yet. They will let the prosecutor take his role, get him out, and uh, but he will not resign because if he resigns, Cammy Baby runs to the top. She is now president. So it has to be done in a way that there will be a deal. This is just this is all harebrained on my part, but it makes sense to me. They'll carry it out to the point where it would be impractical to prosecute him at this point in time when he promises that he will not run for president. And there will be a rising up of Gavin Greaseball Gruesome. And he will carry the Democrat torch. Everybody will, for, oh, Joe Biden, let's forget what he did. Let's forget this. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Well, of course they want to move on because they don't want to shine the light under their own refrigerator, which is nasty. Don't go away. This is Robin Walder with The Robin Walder Show. We will be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. We are back. This is the Robin Walters Show. Uh, this is the program, The War on Common Sense. As that one Czech writer, as in C-Z-E-C-H, wrote back about Obama, it's easy to get rid of Obama. What you can't get rid of are all the deceived and dumb and stupid people that voted for him. And that is true now. Joe Biden's handlers have one plan. All the Democrat masses are still trying to protect the guy. Because it's just common sense is not common. We'd have a lot more common sense if we had no Democrats, right? We wouldn't even have a climate change crisis if we didn't have any Democrats because who produces all the hot air? Well, next proof that there's a war on common sense. The number of women pedophiles has suddenly 
uncharacteristically surged to huge proportions, unlike anything that we have ever seen in history. That's right. The cases of women who commit acts of pedophilia exist, but they are really rare compared to guys. So I want to quote here um, a staff writer from WND. He says, uh, they are believed to be only a small fraction of a percent of women, if any at all, who experience this. So why has there been a sudden surge and the number of women who are being reported for pedophilia. The, re the report that was released actually provides an incredibly simple and stupid, i.e. no common sense, answer. It's because of all the men who are trannies, who are out-and-out -out pedophiles, who now identify as women. So when the police go to record the offenses, as it states here, on a self-identified gender basis, the numbers are completely and totally skewed and screwed up. Skewed up and screwed up. We don't have any more true women pedophiles. we got guys faking it to be women who aren't, but they're being recorded as women, so now the women pedophile numbers are sky high when they never were and never are and never will be. This is the war on common sense in real time. But it doesn't stop there. Let's move on to another Democrat knucklehead. Oh, my gosh. James Clyburn, Democrat from South Carolina. He is really ticked off because the Republicans plan to investigate the DOJ, or what I call it, the DOIJ, Department of Injustice, FBI, Department of Homeland Security. He has said that he has said, this is hard for me to even say because I can't believe, quoting that Czech writer, the problem here isn't James Clyburn, it's all the morons who vote for him in South Carolina. He has said that investigating unelected bureaucrats threatens democracy. I want you to get the full grip of this. Investigating unelected bureaucrats threatens democracy. Well, since democracy is based on elections and bureaucrats aren't elected, where could there ever be a connection? In essence, what No Brains Clyburn is saying, democracy can only be preserved by insulating people who you can't get rid of. That's right. Democ democracy can only be preserved if we insulate bureaucrats and other people you can't get rid of. It's not democracy. It's a totalitarian government. But tell that to nutjob Clyburn. More evidence. The war on common sense. The Washington Compost did a piece that claims 
that climate change has increased because of domestic, or I'm sorry, I'm misstating it here, that climate change increases the risk of domestic violence against women. I just want to read this thing coming out of Breitbart. It's just short. Climate change is putting women in Africa and Asia at increased risk of becoming victims of domestic violence. In a piece published Tuesday titled Climate Change Puts More Women at Risk for Domestic Violence, authors Jeffrey Odieki, Disha Shetty, and Ali Balagtas, whatever, cite catastrophic weather events occurring in Kenya, India, and the Philippines, which they say are linked to climate change, and attempts then, to, of course, that's what they're doing, is connecting them to a rise in the domestic violence incidents against women in those countries. This, you know, I'm not a big fan of artificial intelligence, but artificial intelligence is an improvement over no intelligence at all. So let's just explore this delving into gross stupidity by the Washington Compost. So climate change increases the risk of domestic violence, but only in India, Kenya, and the Philippines. First of all, you can't have climate change in a... Oh, yeah, you know what? We had climate change in Reno this year, but we didn't have it in Las Vegas. I mean, this is palpable stupidity. Yes, there was climate change in Kentucky, but there wasn't any climate change in Tennessee. If there is domestic violence increases because of alleged climate change in Kenya, Indian, Philippines, why is there not increased domestic violence in uh, Colorado or Chicago? Well, the fact of the matter is, there is increased violence in those other places. There actually is increased domestic violence, but it has nothing to do with climate change. The climate change seems to be limited to the disasters that have occurred in Kenya, India, and the Philippines. Point number two, which they ignore. The increase in domestic violence of these three, which they have to work with where they've got some really hard numbers. The numbers in Colorado and Chicago are not quite as easy to assess because now you have domestic violence occurring by alleged women who are really men. It's all screwed up. But these three countries, India, Kenya, and the Philippines, are the three countries that are also increasing, are experiencing increased Muslim influence. And where do you think the domestic violence occurs? It's not Muslim men getting the tar beaten out of them. It's women. That's where it's happening. So they got to find three countries that are undergoing Muslim transformation to find the domestic violence numbers, which they then translate back to being uh, the result of climate change, but don't cite any other place. Number three, there's absolutely no proof 
No proof of this at all. They're not, that climate change has any connection to increase. None whatsoever, but it doesn't matter. Democrats say what they say, not based on fact, but in spite of the facts. They have predetermined conclusions so that they can make all events inexorably lead to that conclusion. Who needs the facts? The fact, the facts, the fact is the facts are in our way. I want to tell you what leads to climate change in a liberal's mind, in a libtard's mind. It's easy. Everything. Everything leads to climate change. Unusual number of hot days, climate change. Unusual number of cold days, climate change. Unusual amount of snowfall, climate change. Unusual number of days without snowfall, they say. Unusual number of hurricanes in Florida, climate change. Absence of hurricanes in Florida, climate change. The evidence of climate change to these left-wingers is anything and everything of what's just simply happening now. They just say climate change. They really are dumb. They really are stupid. And then you get to, and i got to move on to the coup de grace, if you will, but the state climate curriculum in Washington State, they have a climate curriculum now, which says that we need to depart and not base what we teach so much on facts, ignoring that this is supposed to be science. But we need to now consider the impact of climate change and pay attention to our emotions about climate change when we go to teach about it. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. I thought climate change science was settled. Well, it's obviously not settled. We know that. But now they're saying it doesn't even need to be based on the so-called settled science. We need to let... We need to let our emotions weigh in and compete with the facts and the science because, of course, they don't have the facts, and it isn't settled science. And if it was settled science, Barack Obama wouldn't have called it global warming through the first um, presidential speeches, the, the, the annual speech, and then ended up calling it climate change. Well, it was settled science and it was global warming to Barack, but then it became climate change and it was settled science. Well, it's not settled science. That's why he had to change the definition. But how devoid of common sense could you possibly be to say that something undeniably relying on settled science no longer needs to really take into consideration the science? More evidence of the war on common sense, Cambridge, Merriam-Webster dictionaries. They're all changing the definition of what's a man, what a man is and what a woman is. And it's ridiculous. This is so ridiculous as to be against common sense. I mean, it is. It said, the, the old Cambridge definition, at least a month ago, was an adult female human being. Now, how do they define it? A woman as an adult Quote, an adult who lives and identifies as a female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. End quote. Same way with the adult male. We had a clear, concise definition. So the officer asked, well, what, was the, what did, the, uh, what did the, uh, the attacker look like? Well, I, it was a man or, I don't know if it was a man or woman. 
I don't know how they identified as female or male. I don't know what what whether they've had a sex change or what they claim to be now as different sex at birth. In other words, here's what's happening. Cambridge is such a sucky dictionary, and so is Merriam-Webster now, that they're changing the definitions of long-established words to fit uh, no, no brains, Katanji Brown Jackson. What a dork. What is a woman? Now she, yeah, I'm not a biologist. So they have to fit to her definition of not knowing, so they don't know. So where do you, what happens? You go to a dictionary to find out what a definition is. You can't find it now because the definition is not identifiable. It's not certain. It's not fixed. In other words, you have gone to a dictionary to hear them and see that they have undefined. In the world of definitions, they've undefined man and woman. Evil, crooked, stupid, all of the above. Now, evil, crooked, stupid, war on common sense. The Democrats, the Born Alive Act, the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which Republicans have passed, requires doctors to provide care for infants born alive after a failed abortion. But the left is having one big hairy with this deal. I mean, listen to Nancy Pelosi. Now, Nancy Pelosi, I sort of have to make an exception because she is stupid even when she's not drunk. Put the two together, and who knows? The woman is bereft of, of any intelligent conversation, capability. So she says, and I need to quote her, Today, instead of joining Democrats to condemn all political violence. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know, because she doesn't know what she's talking about. What an airhead. Instead of joining all Democrats to condemn all political violence, House Republicans choose to push their extreme anti-choice agenda. Democrats believe everyone deserves the freedom to access reproductive health services without fear of violence, intimidation, or harassment. So let's break this down, Nancy Baby. The only ones... Well, no, i got to say it. An extreme anti-choice. Who is stopping the woman from trying to have an abortion? If you stop her from killing the child when it's two months old, are you still anti-abortion? At four months old, murders her eight-month-old child. Can you no longer convict him of abortion because it would be deemed anti-abortion? This is how stupid the left is, how immoral they are, that they have to go to any and every extreme to justify the butchery, the savagery, and the barbarianism which defines their very character. So the baby, the baby made it, Nancy. The baby survived to the finish line. It's now a baby, Nancy. Earth to Nancy, it's not a fetus anymore. It's a baby. Not that it's a, it was a baby in the womb. But if you want to call it a fetus, you can't call it a fetus when it's alive and sitting there on the birthing table or whatever, the abortion table, but it makes it. You left-wing barbarians... I've always said you could kill inside the womb. 
since the child hasn't reached viability. Well, guess what, Nancy? The child's out of the womb. The child's viable. So now what argument, you moron, are you going to use? In this context of this bill, they're not stopping abortion. They're not trying to stop abortion. So where's the intimidation? Where's the harassment, Nancy? Where's the extreme anti-choice agenda when you can go ahead and kill your child? But you got to kill them in the womb or on the way out of the womb. When the child's made it to the finish line, you don't get to slaughter them. You horrible, horrible woman who deserves the worst that hell has to offer, along with Joe Biden, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, and all your left-wing libtard cohorts. So in this context, well, let me quote Chuck E. Cheese here. Democrats will always defend reproductive freedoms against the extreme Republicans who disrespect a woman's right to choose a size and timing of her family. These are serious personal decisions that must be made by a woman guided by faith, physician, and family, and not by politicians. So, we're back to the old reproductive freedom. Uh, Earth to Democrats, when when a child is conceived, he's reproduced. There's been reproduction. You're not seeking reproductive freedom. You're seeking unreproductive freedom. You want to unreproduce. You want to kill. And in this context, this bill has nothing to do with de- denying a woman her so-called constitutional right to kill a baby in the womb. She has reproduced, though, when the child's outside of the womb. Nancy Baby bereft of all common sense, one in dire need of artificial intelligence, and all of your Democrat colleagues. Let me ask you a question. Why is saving, saving a viable, born human life harassment or intimidation? This is how the, the war against common sense is so extreme now. What they're saying is that it's intimidation and harassment of women because it might produce a fear that if the abortion is botched, the child might live and she no longer gets to kill the child. What woman is not, what woman getting an abortion actually feels that if the child, if the abortion is botched, and she can't then kill the child while it's outside of the womb, that that's intimidation and harassment. And what's the age? One day, two days, one week, one month? You've gone down a continuum. That is a slippery slope right into hell. You see, Roe v. Wade turned on personhood. The court said, the, the fetus is not a person, and therefore it does not have personhood rights under the 14th Amendment. And Harry, Harry even said, hey, you know what? If we can define a person, then all of Roe v. Wade may go down the tubes. Harry Blackman, the author of it. But outside of the woman, 
how can it not how can it be anything else but a person i mean it's not your pet dog it's not your pet rock it's not even your fetus anymore it's a baby by anybody's definition and so at what age do you get to kill him nancy and of course the biden administration in their gross war against common sense has done something so unbelievably stupid. It's it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. They're demanding a restoration of the process of handling conscience complaints by physicians dealing with abortion. And what is the conscience complaint here? They are not saying that doctors and nurses should not have to perform abortions because it violates the doctor's and the nurse's conscience. They have flipped this thing completely on their on its head. And they're now saying that declining to kill an unborn baby at the demand of a patient is discriminating against the religious beliefs of the woman. You heard me right. The bottom line is that Protecting the baby's life might violate the mother's religion. Protecting the baby's life might violate the mother's religion. Well, it might if she's a Satanist, demon-possessed Satanist. Protecting the baby's life now will violate. And they're, so they're taking the Trump rule Flipping on his head, yes, yes, there should be a consideration of religion and conscience. But it's not the doctor doing the killing or the nurse facilitating the killing whose conscience we need to worry about. No doctors and no nurses, you can't stop the killing. You must kill because in not killing the baby, you might be violating the mother's religion. Is there a war on common sense? You know, the older I get, the more I see of this, the longer I live, the more I realize that a reprobate mind isn't just confined to distinct acts of evil. It impacts evil people in every way, in every situation. I don't, I don't want a left-wing financial counselor. I don't want left-wing politicians. I don't want the reprobate mind reaches down to every vestige of one's soul. And I want to finish this program with a quote from Scripture. It's about time for a Bible passage, right? I think so. Second Timothy 1.7 But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Did you catch that third one? We talk about the other is the power and the love all the time. We never talk about a sound mind. And a sound mind is visibly and deplorably lacking on the Democrat side and sadly, increasingly so, on the Republican side. You want to know, Hillary, who the two deplorables are? Those who don't have a sound mind. The ones who voted for you. Barack and Biden the ones who hate common sense because it's not anything they can identify with they have no use for it because they have no experience with it 
Robin Walter telling you, sit tall on the saddle, America. Remember, you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. See you next week.